Welcome to Practically a Fabring, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidis. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Prager. Practically a Fabring, and welcome back. You're deep into Perak Yudbeis, chapter 12, talking about the Bainani and really trying to understand where it is that we're trying to go in this spiritual journey we call life. But first, if you're new to the podcast or if you've been procrastinating, do us a favor, subscribe, give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or any of the places that you listen to our podcast. More importantly, share us with your friends. If you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, uh, share the good word. And if you want to contact us, reach out, consciouslythepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, we're launching back in. We uh, did Mayach Shalat Alev, Mind Over Matter, last week, and today we get to hear about Search for the song we always knew that we haven't yet found. Really, really great stuff. Okay, here it is. Okay, welcome back. Practically, if I bring in Mayor, I want I want to jump back in to see if you have any more thoughts about what we talked about in the last episode. We were talking about last time this idea that the Tanya makes a statement, that the mind has dominance over the heart, the emotions, the instincts. And we were talking about how the leave, when the leave has dominance, when our emotional, reactional, instinctual self is in charge, it's a sign that there's a certain distortion in play. That the nature, a person, a healthy person, a spiritually healthy person is someone whose mind is kind of directing the show, whose mind is kind of the director of the, of the play. Right? The actor has all sorts of emotions and he exhibits those emotions and that's all wonderful. But the director is the mind. And then when the mind's not in the director's chair, uh, something's wrong. So what else do you have to say about that? No, uh, <laughs> no. Last, time, last episode that we spoke about this afterwards, we had a, a good conversation about the fact of tying it in to previously where the Alter says that in a rush of virality, you know, with somebody who still has their issues and the issues are not resolved yet, <clears throat> that there's always feeling guilty and feeling bad and again guilt and they're doing it and they feel guilt. And I was saying, we were saying then that this is probably the reason why this guilt is there is because in the original design if I if I know it's bad, then you don't do it. So there's there's an there's an inward and innate type of realization of what I should be really doing, and and, and when I'm not doing it, that's why the guilt is there. It, it reminds me of this. Uh, there's a great Chassidish uh, story. <coughs> Chassidim say this story that there was once a king that that heard a song, and it just totally moved him. Like he'd never heard a song like that and it's beyond anything that he's ever heard. And he, I had him, and then he tried, he came back to his neighbor, wherever he was, and tried to get the best band, best music, come, you know, that song went something like this and they would play a song and, and you go, no, nah, it's not that. It's not that. So then he went back to the area that band's not there. He went back. He, wherever he went, he kept on searching for that music. It was so moving. It was so telling. It was such a, a beautiful place. It took him to such a beautiful, real place. And he spent his whole life looking, you know, he spent his life until finally 
when he 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 comes upon it and he's like, ah, that's it. And the marshal is the neshama heard us knows the song, feels that song, doesn't remember the exact song, doesn't know how to play it. So it starts searching in this world, in the gosh mystical world. Maybe it's over here, maybe it's in food, maybe it's in this, maybe it's that. It keeps trying, it's always looking. And every time it tries something, it, after it tries, it's like, ah, it's not, it's not that. It's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And at the end, the, the, the chassidish marshal is that when you learn the chassidish and you daven, you work on your character, you end up find, getting to that place, you find actually that song. Same thing over here. In the, way they, the way God created the system is that your mind could be controlling the heart. You can find that, 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 that space. You know what you need to do. But the problem is that until you can become a Bainini, what did we learn before in the previous chapter? Then you're in the Makova, you're under the control, the wagon of the Nevesha Bahamas that has four wild beasts running it. And every time you you just look away and you loosen, you know, you the rain, you let, you let go for a second, then the, the one's flying up, one's flying down, going in all the directions, all four. All four have a different wheel, so it's, you're not even going in one in one direction. So that's what the Bainini does. When he right away starts controlling his thought, speech, and action, he takes control of the rain, and then he starts davening, like we said before. The way Chassid explains what davening is, where a person actually internalizes it correctly, then they end up getting back that control that God put it in. So then the advantage is that. Eat. When a person at that point realizes something is wrong, they can make a difference. They can make a change. Otherwise, it's very—it's almost impossible to make a change because you're always being uh, distracted. And even if not distracted, it, you lose the initial run. But the concept that we know, what I really liked when we were talking about it last week is that that's where the guilt is coming from. It's not just because I'm a loser, <laughs> Not, the, the, the reason why a person feels bad is because, ah, I made a mistake, I'm such a loser. No, it's not because you're a loser, because you really know what's right. You know it, you feel it, you have it in your head. It's just, it just doesn't have control over the reins. Okay, so a couple things that you said there, really significant. So you're talking about how part of what Hasidus is opening us the door to see is that the guilt that we experience when we act in a way that's beneath what we want, what we hope for. Right, that like that experience of regret that we call guilt. That reaction is a body spirit reaction when the system is out of order and when we're not acting from our ideals, from our thoughts, right? So it's a kind of reactionary phenomenon. It's something that occurs inside of us, right? As opposed to like what you described as the way in which people process guilt. It's about me and I'm not good enough. I'm not, be- you know, it's like it becomes this whole self identity kind of self pity, pity party as they say, right? So, so that's, that's not association of it. But then you double down on that. You talked about that story, that famous story that Hasidim say about the musician who's going to look for a certain song, but he doesn't know what the song is and he doesn't know what it sounds like, but he knows it inside of him, right? And that's a beautiful metaphor for what oftentimes is our spiritual journey. Like we have, we have a certain sense about how life is supposed to be. I think in some ways, not to get too lost in editorializing, but like in some ways this drives so many different human movements 
throughout society, which are so, so many of them are driven by Jews, right? Communism and the utopianism of the of the nineteen of the of the early nineteen hundreds, the late eighteen hundreds. This sense of what what the universe is supposed to be like. The universe is supposed to be fair. It's supposed to be honest. It's supposed to be free. It's and we're driving towards that. We're looking for that song, like that musician, and we know it's there. And when we find it. We know it's the right one, but we don't know where to find it, and we don't know what it is, and we don't know what it sounds like, and we don't know who's playing it, right? So we're kind of constantly on that search for that song. So beautiful idea. Very, very reflective and 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 reflective of a lot of my experience. It runs to the heart of a lot of the themes behind addiction recovery when it's looking at like the spiritual aspects of addiction, which means like people have addictions, and that's like a physiological, pathological thing, but behind many people that encounter addiction is like this sense that they're looking for something in drugs or alcohol or gambling or whatever it is, their addictive behavior. They're looking for something that they find a close second to in their addiction. So like they're they're looking for that sense of freedom and comfort in their skin and happiness and joy. And and they find that in alcohol, right? In Fabrengen, but, but you don't they're so it. needy of it, right? Yeah. But they're not actually getting what they want. They're right. getting a, a, and therefore they do it too much and they get into right. Back into a bad pattern. So part of the recovery process is filling themselves with that. Like you have to get real, right? Whether it's like about doing it from a place of stopping to drink or just like adjusting a person's attitude, right? It's not, this is applicable across the board, right? So that is a sense with which that metaphor speaks to, right? But you added a different dimension to it because you added the dimension that part of being a human being reflecting back to what we were talking about last time, is being in this state of of a human being acting from his convictions and from his attitudes and from his ideals, right? My ideals are what drive me. I'm not right. driven by my feelings. I'm ideal. Right. That's what it means to be a human. Right. So part of that song is not just the particular strain of Hasidus that speaks to you. It's or, the system itself. Right? It's, it's the whole thing itself. Right. So part of... Because the song is, is, is many things, right? right? It's the tzaddik that a person connects to. It's right. the particular thought system that a person connects to. It's the community that they connect to, right? We're constantly like the whole finding, experience. right? We're constantly finding a piece right. Right. of the song. And then, right. oh, that's it. That's it. Hey, let me just stay in that. Yeah. But it's just one component of the right. song. But part of the song, you said, is this song of being a real, full, wholesome person that has not control, but has a sense of mastery over their lives. They're, they're a human being. They're not an animal. They're not an animal that's driven by instinct and feelings. They're a human that's driven by thoughts and perspectives and philosophies and attitudes. It's thoughtful and free will oriented. That's the song. That's the song. So the Bainini, right. this is beautiful. The Bainini is somebody who has heard that song. Right. And then you added something really beautiful. He said the Bainini is the one, because he's heard the song, because he's tasted that flavor, right? Therefore, even when he has the impulses that are trying to drive him away, he can constantly readjust himself right. back to the rhythm of the music, right? Because he's kind of in line with it. He understands that like when his impulses, because now this is something that the Bainini becomes much more relatable to us, right? It's getting to a place where we become comfortable being spiritually healthy. That's what it means to be a Bainini. We're like, okay, so I have a negative thought. That's obviously absurd. I don't have to 
think about it. I don't have to fantasize it. I just direct my attention away from it. I was like talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody who who's in. This is reflective of what you're talking about. So I was talking to somebody who's like an alcoholic, right? And he's a long term recovery, right? He said something very powerful. He said he said when I he was a very bad like very bad alcoholic, right? He says when I walk in the city and I see guys on the side of the street, right, sitting on the side with their bottles in their box, right? So everyone else looks at them and says it's pathetic, right? But there's a part of me that is jealous of their freedom. And that's like a sick, that's like a crazy thing inside of me, right? I'm like jealous of their freedom. They have no responsibilities. They have no bills to pay. It's like a kagashmak that is. There's a part of me that's, that, 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 that that's attractive about. The difference for me, he said, this is really, the difference for me is that now I know that that's crazy. I don't ever think that that's no, a normal thought, but I also don't judge myself for having it. Like, the, the insanity is attractive. You, you, you remind me. Yeah. I, I was uh, once jogging upstate. Yeah. And I was going through a lot of turmoil, issues, whatever was going on. And I watched this dog on, on a porch. And the dog was just sitting relaxed and was watching the cars go by and his head going back. Yeah. And I was watching, like, look how relaxed he is. And then I noticed a little further down, there was this gentleman also sitting on a rocking chair just sitting on the chair, rocking back and forth, looking. I'm like, yeah, they're tranquil. They have, I mean, that, that dog has no issues, but it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, he, he's living a dog's life almost. I mean, I'm not judge, it's judging him, but there, there is a certain... Well, mode. it sounds like what you're saying is like, you appreciate the fact that even though your life is full, it's of, full responsibilities, of responsibilities, it's because you're a mensch. It's full of meaningfulness. Yeah. Right. So it's very, it's very easy to orient away from that fantasy, right? You can appreciate, because that right. guy sitting on the, on the rocking chair, yeah. he, he a little bit is playing your song. Right, which is that sense of peace and Yishuv Hadass. No, 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 not at no, all. He doesn't. He never heard the song, and that's why. No, no, I don't mean that. But I mean, he represents a part of your song. No, the guy on. I don't think so. The guy on the chair. Yeah. Is there? I actually know. Afterwards, I know who the guy is. Okay. That's <laughs> real. Um, he, he, they, they didn't. A, a Jew. Starts all these organizations that he said. Why did you say Because they heard a song. They heard something great. Right. It, you know, everybody's jealous. They're like, oh, I wish I could be relaxed. But you don't want to be relaxed. Because the second you relax, you know, the famous jokes with the, uh, Jackie Mason, the second, you know, was look at the guy, how much money he made, where he got, where he got. You know, a Jew never stops. Like, just relax. Right. Go on a boat. Take out your fishing rod and just relax. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> And not only that, you feel terrible when you do that. Right. You actually, when you actually get a rocking chair, right. just try it. Right. Go on a rocking chair. You right. feel like an idiot. Right. Why? Because you heard the song. You know this. This is really life is just sitting on a rocking chair. Yeah, yeah. It's being in that place. Well, it doesn't mean you have to be in turmoil in a negative place. Yeah. It's on the contrary. It's very, that's what we're trying, that's what Tanya wants to tell, okay, tell so us. Okay, so now you're saying, it, you're not, now you're adding an additional component, right? Which is part of the realization of the Bainani is his nature as a Yid, which, which is, it's not only hearing the song, but recognizing what the song is and the intensity of it and, and how much we're being called to. That's an additional component. True. Exactly. And we have that in it, and it's real. mamish. The when the adds the word mamish means, mamish means substantively, like real, like, it, it's really affecting us. It's a real driving force in us, regardless of who we are spiritually. 
If you're the biggest tzaddik or the biggest one, you're, both, you're all driven the same way. Because whatever you are, there's a feeling, a connection to God that's so real and just like God's unlimited. And there's so much more to, 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 to juice out of life and the family and your relationships and everything else. You really feel it. And that's what's driving us. Mm. And, that's, and, and that's driving us. So in order to, to take that productively, you have to, you, you have to, act, you have to, uh, you have to be like a Benini. You have to take control of uh, your thought, speech, and action in Davin. And then all of a sudden, it's not a destructive force. It becomes a tremendous, uh, a, a tremendous, a tremendous positive force. Mm. There's a beautiful story that gives us better perspective of what we're trying to do over here. Is uh, <clears throat> it was. Um, once a chassid that described his experience of coming to chassidus and how it changed him. He said, so there was, there was some other great tzaddik that wanted to get him as a chassid and he did tremendous miracle. He saw tremendous miracle as this tzaddik. Tremendous. I like mind-boggling miracles. And this chassid didn't want to leave the Balatanya. He didn't want to leave the altar. See, he goes, what? What is it that's just so attractive? He goes, I, there's a lot of miracles in the world. That's true. And you're a great tzaddik. There's no question. You're, you're, you're unbelievable. But the Alter Rebbe took a golem and he made me into a mensch. Made me a man. Mm. You have the morale who made one of the greatest miracles. He made a golem. This being that did things. Unbelievable miracle. But he, he saw, this chassid saw, what Alter ever did was, he made me the human being that God wanted me to be. And there is no greater miracle. It was God gave us this life. And he says, I gave you all the components. Now to really put it together, that's up to you. That's going to be your miracle. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate miracle in life, to actually make a mensch. To make it the way he says over here. To bring it back to the way the original design. Actually, with all the challenges that God, that life has given to us, to be able to overcome and not be a golem, where you just follow whatever orders, whoever's running the thing, but you yourself know and see yourself. You learn in the Torah. You know what you're supposed to do, and you have the ability to actually act on it. I mean, just think about our lives, how different they would be. If we actually be able to truly do, when we see something, I'm like, that's beautiful, I gotta do it. So it let me, let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? This can go in a lot of different directions. But what you're describing is very attractive, wonderful, right? But it seems very intense. So, on the one hand, the, the Alta Rebbe says that, right? The, the, the Bainani is everybody, this is the journey of every person. But what you're describing, is that every person or is that just a chazid? That, you're going to have to wait for the next episode. <laughs> That's a great question. Okay. And I think that the next part of Tanya uh, addresses that issue. Oh, hopefully. Wow. Thank God. <laughs> so stay tuned to the same bad channel, same bad time. <laughs> Okay, so next episode we're going to address next, that question. And we just answer without their beautiful guidances. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Mayor.